I didn't see Barbie this weekend, nor did I see Oppenheimer this yeah, weekend. Yeah. So What's the term for that marketing strategy? Let me look that up. Barbenheimer? No. When you release like two very different movies in the same thing, there's a well. There's did a you see? They, did you see? There was this whole movement of people who wanted to see both, so they bought tickets for each, and then went and saw. Yep. Oppenheimer's a three-hour movie, and Barbie's a solid two. Yeah. Plus previews, that's what five, six hours almost. <laughs> There's a term for that style because that happens before, like in video games, that happens all the time, like Doom Eternal, and then like Animal Crossing stuff like that. There, there's a marketing term for that type of juxtaposition, if you will. The crazy thing is, is they said, I believe I heard Barbie brought in 125 million dollars last weekend. But Oppenheimer still managed eighty million, and that is—I forget what they said. Either never happened that two movies were. Usually, if there's one blockbuster, the second movie won't make more than fifty. Is I believe what I heard it was, and this is either the first time in decades or the first time it's ever happened. Oh yeah. But yeah, Barbie brought in. If Barbie brought in one twenty, then Oppenheimer should have the second place finisher. Would take a big hit, but no. But I think this stupid Barbie Barbenheimer movement, yeah, I think actually may have helped it. And the two movies seemingly could not be more different. I want to see both of them though. I definitely want to see Oppenheimer, but that's the IMAX fanboy I am. So, um, stepdaughter's seen it twice. Really, Barbie. Oh, Barbie. Not Oppenheimer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't imagine that she'd go see that. <laughs> it's funny to me because. She saw it the first time, and I think it was all a lot of nostalgia and her, like she she still grew up with Barbies and stuff. But everything I saw showed that this was very much a very more adult themed storyline yeah. for Barbie. So when she went and saw it the second time with with friends, she really didn't like it. She's very much a uh, happy storyline type of person, and I think this might be a little bit darker. But her exact words were, "I didn't like it." But I think you would. I'm really curious to hear what you have to say about it. So now I more want to hear it because I think she, she usually knows my preferences to things. So I think she may be right. I think I may like this movie based on kind of the things that she's hinted at. Yeah. And that it may be a little bit dark or maybe the humor is a little bit turned weird. But listen, you got to pay attention to what you're getting into. Go watch previews. Don't just assume. Don't just yeah. blindly go... I don't care what it says that it is. If it's Barbie or if it's Oppenheimer, look at... I mean... Watch a trailer. I'm so sick and tired of people just walking into a movie theater because it says Barbie or because it says Toy Story and then going, well, yeah. I don't know. Like, I think well, grandparents would bring their kid, like grandkids and be like, oh, yeah, Barbie movie. Let's do and that that's without exact, researching. So. And that's my frustration yeah. is so many parents, grandparents, family... They just they look at it as what's on the tin. Man. I want to see both really badly, and I do want to see them both in the theater. Mm-hmm. I wonder well, though, Barbie. Like, I guess I'm not as I, I'm not as concerned about seeing it in the theater. Yeah, Oppenheimer's the one I need to see in the theater. But Oppenheimer, but, I definitely want to yeah. see in the theater. But uh, Barbie, I don't really be right. But I'm I think it would much. be fun too. I it's one of those things I like going and seeing the movies. I need an excuse to see a movie. I got two now, so I'm pretty happy about that. That's right. The king of segues are back here for another, what I feel was a perfect Dean Kamen right there. You're listening to the Lighthouse IT Solutions Podcast. Griffin, I'm happy you're here. I'm really happy I'm here. Just in general, I feel like of all the places I could be, this recording studio is one of them. It's not so hot yet, so we'll see. That is true. If we did this in the afternoon, it'd be miserable. Yeah, well, welcome to Ohio, where overnight it's in the 60s. In the morning, it's a nice little 75 and beautiful. And then by the afternoon, 100. you're standing on the sun. Yeah. So it could be worse. We could be in Texas for a lot of reasons. Could be worse. More um, than temperature. But yeah. yeah Although we, it is. We could be in Texas. There's smoke everywhere right now, apparently. So Really? Yeah, there's more Canada smoke today. There was some yesterday, too, when I was biking. It was crazy. You, you know Canada... You're really, you're really messing this up. Get out of here, Alberta. Um, my favorite top hat for a country, <laughs> and uh, there is also an Alaskan volcano that was erupting. 
It was like one that goes like every 30 years. It wasn't huge news, but I think that was also contributing to the... It would billow smoke, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, and probably make it over here. So, yeah. Good stuff. Thanks, Earth. Yeah, no kidding. We do all kinds of stuff to kill you, and then occasionally you do something inconvenient like this. <laughs> How rude. This is just rude. How rude. Just rude. Well, you know what, Griff? I got lots to talk about. I know you've got lots to talk about. I'm going to jump in, though, because... I just want to get it out of the way because the Reddit drama is oh, back. Continuing. Now, I got to be honest with you. There is zero surprises yeah. about, about the situation. If you remember kind of how we left things go, Reddit didn't back down. And so a lot of subreddits protested. Some of them opened up. We saw the whole thing with some of them went NSFW. And since many have kind of just stabilized and said, here we go. Yeah. Now, we have talked a little bit, I think, on here, but if not, then this is a conversation you and I have just had on a Thursday about how they are seeing some pretty significant drops in traffic that it's not as a- active. Have and they been actually saying that or have they? That... This is observed. Observed. Um, yeah. This isn't, they're not going to say that. Yeah, I was going to say, I'd be surprised if they no, said that. Heavens no. But there were still some, still some sub, subreddits that held out. Yeah. And and what happened was they are being taken over. Yep. Exactly what like they, they said. Like they yep. So a number of these Reddits, I think the latest of the we'll call them high profile ones that have been taken over is male fashion advice. You know, so I, it's not like picks or something. I thought you it was know, I was really I was really hurt for that. Well, picks ended up reopening. Yeah, yeah. They were ones that reopened, did the NSFW thing and and then they were actually the ones that were their their new requirement is that the title had to have a swear word and that the photo had to have a picture of John Oliver. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> well, male fashion advice is just the latest victim to being taken over by the Reddit admin community. And what's via in, the code of conduct? Claim. Yeah. So what yeah. they do is they oust all of the moderators and they replace the admin with just one called Mod Code of Conduct. Hmm. That's how you can tell that they've been taken over. Real interesting, though, if you go to that user profile, you can see they're, po- they're posting looking for recruits for volunteers. Really? Side story, I did quite enjoy. They were like, we're looking for mods. Tell us why you think you'd be good. And the comments are gold. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> how are they going to sift through that without any third-party integrations? They don't have to because they are funny and there's not very many people replying to them (laughs) and the ones that are they say oh why so that i can have as much work as a part-time job except not get paid for it yeah only so that the group that i would be contributing and helping their ipo's bottom line could oust me at any moment yeah i'm gonna go ahead and pass yeah you got rid of all the people who are passionate about what they're doing and now you're dealing with well so publicly and aggressively yeah. you ousted them. I will say that the only people who would be attracted to this are the people who want power and control and they see an opportunity. So welcome to Draconian Reddit. I feel like Spez is going to be, you know, Steve Huffman, Huffman's username is Spez. Yeah, yeah. I believe that I believe that Spez is probably going to go ahead and apply to all of them because why not? Why not be, <laughs> why not be as Reddit? amazing <laughs> as he thinks he is? Yeah. Of course, Reddit does say that they are trying to improve relations with the moderator community. And I think this is, well, I'm going to say this is hilarious, but also mostly sad. So they want to try to repair the relationship with the mod community by setting up things like weekly feedback and just trying to create open honesty. What I think is really interesting about all of the phrasing and words that they've done is they've not acknowledged that this is self-imposed. Yeah, I was going to say it's this all is things all like they well, did it's this. been a real it's been a real interesting few weeks here. I think what we need to do is just figure out how to move the platform forward. Oh. And all I can think of is y'all were very aggressive right out the door. Yeah, hustle takeover. This is and then you were threatening the communities. You took their tools away. You killed vendors that have made a living off of your platform and alienated a substantial group of people mm-hmm. who are critical to what you do. And you're saying, well, that's been crazy. 
So no acknowledgement that this is really self-inflicted, which I understand that. That's corporate speak, and they're trying to IPO. And let's be real, apologies in the modern era, nobody likes to apologize. And I think that's probably why a lot of businesses, but I always think, how refreshing is it do we read when a business screws up and they go, we got this one wrong. We're very sorry. This is on us. Yeah, I think about we like, want to do better. Like Nintendo recently, who they had a, a dip for for some reason. I forget what it was, but the the guy who created the game that made the, an issue came out and was like, "I'm just going to take a huge salary cut. Just this is my fault, basically," and, and apologized to everyone. It was that that idea is so foreign to to the U.S. for some reason. And I don't I don't want to see somebody now. I will say that we do see that people love. A good scapegoat, and we like to personify evil. Yeah. But I also think that sometimes when you can humanize a situation, you go, well, I don't want him to take a pay cut. Yeah, everyone was like, I oh, just, that's, that's terrible. <laughs> I appreciate that you said, listen, I screwed up. Yeah. You know what? When I screw up at my job, I want somebody to acknowledge I, – I, not acknowledge. I want I want them to realize that I'm a human. Yeah. I'm a person. I'm going to make yep. mistakes. And the reality is, you know, I look at – my job, there are times when I feel like my job is in, insignificant to what we do. And then there's times when I screw up and I realize just how important it yeah. is. You know? <laughs> so this one's a tough one for me. They don't, they just, they're doubling down. They're trying not to be aggressive, though. Meanwhile, they're still replacing mods and trying to get the, and you're just like, okay, you want to do all of this. And the reaction from the mod community is, Look, we'll go to these meetings, we'll say things, but over the past two months, you've not wanted any feedback from us. And when we've provided feedback or our concerns, it's been aggressively dismissed. Yeah. So a lot of the moderators who are still around say they show up, they'll show up. But they're not really convinced that anything's going to change. Yeah, this this there's zero confidence. The feedback's been pretty public. Like, what do you guys expect to hear? And I don't know, because I do, I do still. I have a couple of subreddits that, admittedly, they're really useful for me. Uh, so I still visit them, but because I'm not using an app like Apollo mm-hmm. and the chore. web browser, it's a chore. Yeah. I'm not spending more than a few minutes, whereas I will say I could easily waste 30, 45 minutes on Reddit. Yeah. So now it's it's minutes per day, and I'm just checking on what I want to see. Yeah. And one of the things you're noticing, because they can't automate the, these tools, because of the API tools being gone, a lot of those companies didn't matter if they got an exemption or not. They just pretty much said, we got the hint. Because they could just randomly change their mind at any minute. Yep. We're closing up shop. So a lot of the admin tools, doesn't matter if they got an exemption. Still didn't. It they be. said, this is a volatile business. Yeah. We're, we're, we're out. I want to know numbers on advertisers pulling out of this. I do wonder. None of it's public, though. But I, but I am interested because what I've noticed is there's a significant delay on posts where moderators still review the content. Oh, yeah. Because before they would use... Wrote like bots to say, okay, I'm gonna mecha- I'm gonna mechanically scan, so to speak, yeah. this post to look for things that break our guidelines. You know, excessive swearing. If it that was your case, whatever. <laughs> and then it would auto approve. As a moderator, it would auto approve that. Well, now it's got to go to an actual person, and those people, that this isn't their life. Mm-hmm. They're volunteers. Yeah. So that's real interesting to me. We'll see how this goes. It's not going to get better. <laughs> thankfully, there's nothing going on in the other social media platforms. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're my God. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this and, and threads, I guess. Threads is plummeting like crazy. This um, isn't surprising. Is anybody? We, we, I mean, we're, we expected we, this. Yeah. And what was it? Was it 80% drop or something like that? Or This is normal. One, the app is unusable. Yeah, I I don't think it's a a nice experience at all. Like, it's not fun to use, really. I mean, but I think people have noticed that. I mean, they had a strong start, but and on their best day, they had 49 million daily active users on Android only because we don't have iPhone numbers for this, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. which is about half of the users on Twitter at that time for Android as well. So we can kind of get a good idea of that, the, the entire thing. So when they say that they had 117 million 
daily active users at one point, then that kind of makes sense because that's probably iPhone as well. You know, you get a 50% kind of margin there. Yeah, yeah. But a week after that, seven days after that, that peak, they were down to 26 million on Android. So half. So. This is not surprising. One, the app is unusable. And two, it's highly limited. And you have to have an Instagram account in order to create this. And yeah. it's, hev it's heavily reliant. It's just inconvenient to use. And the algorithm's not very personalized. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, maybe yet, you know, I could say yet. But at the moment, you just get kind of weird stuff. And I, I did get on like around that time, the 14th, after I had gotten on earlier. And it did start suggesting finally people that I followed on Instagram originally because it, it brings them over. But before that, it was weird. It was just like brands and like things I didn't follow and random people that I guess they maybe thought were trending, things like that. But I didn't know any of them, that type of thing. So the user experience wasn't very good. But what's what's interesting is the the engagement rate. On average at that first time, the July 7th, they, people spend 21 minutes. But in by July 14th, it was a little over six minutes. So that's a huge drop of engagement for an average session. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm curious your thoughts on this. You know, a lot of times in software development, there's the mantra of just ship it. And so I'm really conflicted here because what happens is they, they were in a situation where the product wasn't complete. They saw an opportunity yeah. because people were very unhappy with Twitter and Reddit. Yep, and they were like, and let's jump on this. We need to ship this yeah. now. And they had something already in development, this P92, but I don't think it was ready. But the issue is this this is one of those things where I think you have to be – you have to worry about customer experience yep. first. What is it you're trying to do? Is the product – at least you're not fixing problems. You're really lost on what the customer experience is. So if I'm building a Twitter clone – and it does a tenth of what Twitter does, but I just want to launch it. This is where I think the just ship it mentality doesn't work out. Yeah. Because now what you have is you have a first impression. All right. I logged in. I checked it out. This is garbage. I closed it. Now when everybody talks to me about it, my first impression was this is garbage. Yep. I don't know that I'll ever go back to it. Now, very likely you're going to be stuck in here because they're going to create APIs and some people there's going to be a list. And, Maybe, yeah. But, I think the whole appeal originally to a lot of people was that the fact that they didn't have an API. Some people, like brands, couldn't advertise that frequently on it and that type of thing. They could still post normally, but, and, right. you know. And I don't think an API would be necessary off the bat, yeah, honestly, so. because what you want is you want to try to get the trust of there being actual people. So that's why I think it's funny that your interaction is, is that it was suggesting brands and not people. Yeah. But there's no API. Yep. So what the heck happened there? Something was saying, oh, this is trending. Let's put it up there. Or they were saying, this it's, is a verified user. Let's make them higher up or something like that. Yeah. There, there is something fishy in that. And I, I yeah. think when you're trying to gain user trust, you need to give them yeah. people. Right? The, the reason people like Blue Sky was it was you could choose your algorithms first, which was kind of cool. But also there wasn't this like weird trending kind of thing that you were like confused by. Everything was so open or is open, I guess it's still. Quiet. And realistically, that's, I think what most people's problems with modern Facebook is. Yeah. The it is that it's changed. the algorithms are suggesting advertisers and businesses and brands. Yeah. And I get it. That's where your money comes from. But I'm on Facebook to see friends yeah. that I have on there. Like, <laughs> Or, or groups that I'm how a part hard of, did or... I yeah how hard did I party last night did it make it to Facebook or do yeah. I remember any of these you'll have to search for that instead of it being and on the I front page find, like normal yeah yeah, yeah. You, you all of a sudden you're no longer people first you're brand first mm -hmm. and this just feels like more of the same and this it's is what people their company, are, but... this is what people are tired of though yeah that, that's I'm surprised they didn't take from their own advice the way that they managed the reels rollout. Because Reels is wildly successful now, and I think a lot of that's because TikTok, like people move from TikTok to Reels because they were concerned about it, that type of thing. But either way, that's kind of happened already well, with Twitter. And Reels are integrated into Facebook. And Reels are integrated, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Why Why isn't it just tr inside of Instagram? Just make it a feature. Make a text microblogging feature in Instagram. Don't call it a new thing. Maybe call it threads like you called Reels, a, you know, the thing. But that's that's just a directional swipe like it is go, on, go on for the Go for the obvious pun. Instagram doesn't allow you to really have text, so call it caps fun. 
anything, please. <laughs> Make it a part of it. Threads is a dumb name for it. Threads yeah. is a cool name for, for a social media platform. Yeah, not for this. I I, I agree. But this but, isn't Threads. But, this but is... Threads, is, threads, re, threads implies conversation to yeah. me. You're a microblogging platform. You're yeah. a Twitter. Twitter, I'm going to get some hate on this as market. Twitter wasn't really supposed to be as conversational as it is. Yeah, It was designed that you make a statement and then you defend that statement to idiots on the internet. Yep. <laughs> That's what this is. This is you're making a statement. Mm-hmm. It's a microblog. It's not really supposed to be intently interactive. You know what's hilarious, though? TikTok is adding text posts. <laughs> I saw this. I really was hoping you would cover this. Yeah. So a thousand character limit, too. Like, it's not... You know, as as small as uh, like Instagram has stories, you can put text on that. Is it going to be called TikTok text? I, they don't have a name for it. I think they're just rolling it out and allowing you. Maybe they call it TikTok toe. TikTok toe. That'd be hilarious. So that that's kind of surprised they don't have something like that. Like it is here, here sell those. your feet pics on this. <laughs> they're <laughs> they're introducing an online <laughs> commerce section. So just TikTok toe. Our, <laughs> lar- our largest our largest user is something Pulp Fiction director fifty <laughs> yeah. three. Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> oh God, that's so funny. Yeah, thousand character limit though. I mean, you're you're able to do the commenting and the duet stuff, the the stitching. You're able to do everything like normal TikToks. You just there's also text now. So I'm surprised I this, that they did this. I, have this, I guess. But. I have this worrying feeling it's gonna it's gonna work for them though. Yeah, but it's also built in. You use it if you want. You use it in the situation that is relevant. Like yeah. that's. Why did you make Threads a separate app? <laughs> Come on, Instagram. This is dumb. Well, yeah, yeah. No, I was going to try to defend it, but you're right. I, st- I don't It I don't either needs why. to be separate yeah. or part of it. It needs to be completely separate. It doesn't separate need to be complementary. Yeah. I what get why Instagram is, they... is different from Facebook because Instagram was not owned by Facebook originally when it was created. And it was designed, yeah, it was designed to just be photos. And this is where the selfie m- movement came from. And yep. You listen. It was a completely different thing. It's turned into such a beast. And I get why it was confusing now to have to, but it's, don't do I that don't, again. Don't. I don't understand why. Yeah, I don't understand why these are two platforms. These are either two separate platforms or they are one cohesive. It's an additional feature. I agree with you on this one, I think, is... The way it is now is it's these two things are dependent on each other but have nothing to do with each other. So there's this weird link between them yeah. that doesn't need to be there. It either needs to be Instagram threads or it needs to be, hey, this is threads. Sign up over here. Yeah. The fact that you sign up with, as an Instagram user and that's how you manage this. Yeah. I mean, I've talked to clients about this already and people are like, I do not want to make an Instagram for this. I'm not a 12-year-old. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, agreed. I think I signed up for Instagram a number of years ago just so that the username was reserved. Mm-hmm. But I never really had a reason for it. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna jump over to, to an Apple thing real quick because it's sort of relevant, weirdly. Because it's WeChat. WeChat, you know, I talked about TikTok yeah. offering o- online commerce stuff and everything and kind of being like an everything app. WeChat is an everything app. WeChat is like... You can do That's whatever like you their want. That's like their WhatsApp type of thing, right? But for China. It, for China, it's got 1.2 billion users. Billion, not million. And it is super app. And the reason it's so big is they're able to utilize these mini programs is what they're calling. It's effectively apps within an app. So, you know, yo dog, I heard you like apps. apps Put your app in your apps. You can app all your app. But... <laughs> Can that be the thumbnail for this post? The Yo Dog <laughs> meme. Yo I, do- yeah, I, I don't think know how many people to... know what Yo Dog memes are anymore. Everybody's got to know Exhibit, though. Because of his show, maybe. I don't know. I love that show. You never watch Pimp My Ride? Pimp My Ride? I mean, I've seen Pimp My Ride, yeah. It's pretty funny. You used to watch it every week. I didn't know. Okay, you didn't but I, but I have yeah, seen it. Fair so, enough. Yeah, but I didn't get to watch it all you... the time. Man, that is a crutch of a story. That, or that's a crutch of a... <laughs> I seem fine culturally. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You seem awkward. Yeah, it's because I haven't watched SpongeBob. That's it, apparently. I watched SpongeBob for the first time about a month or two ago, and I went, this is awkward. Yeah, I don't really need to see this. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so 
WeChat allows you to do a bunch of stuff. You can, you know, it's not just a messaging app. You obviously have other apps you can do whatever. And Apple, though, the big news is that they're launching an online store within WeChat. So that you can buy your full line of Apple products within WeChat, further incentivizing people to use this, this program, basically. Um, the weird reason I'm bringing this up, though, is actually because of Twitter. And I know I'm all over the place, but it's because Elon Musk has finally done it. He's finally in rebranded Twitter as X, the everything app. I saw this. So we talked about this like two years ago, and our, our thoughts were, you know, that there's going to be an everything app. It was probably last year, actually, we talked about it because of Twitter. But the everything app that Elon Musk wants, he's trying to replicate WeChat. Here it is. He's making it happen with Twitter. But this doesn't... <laughs> It, it's yeah. the first step. He's only done a rebranding, you know. In March, actually, he he officially, in the, as a company, rebranded Twitter as X Corp. I don't know how public that was, but that is. But I don't. I don't. When you rebrand and you want to make it the everything app, give me something new. All you've done is he has not done anything new with, with Twitter, unfortunately. So, yeah. But this is his first is, step. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> the biggest change that you've made after ticking yeah. off everybody in the world is change the logo from a bird to an X. And it's an he's, he said it was a temporary logo, an interim logo. So this isn't even the final one. I don't know. He, he definitely should have, like, he did this literally within, like, 48 hours, too. So he definitely didn't put a lot of thought into it, I guess. But well, dude, you know, they still are gatekeeping Twitter. Oh yeah, yeah. Still, you have to remember that have was a, a temper. Remember that was a temporary. That was a that temporary a thing. That's going to be a forever that they thing. were doing because they were getting DOS'd. Yeah. And I believe on this podcast last time I said that's horse crap. You know he's keeping it. Yep. And they introduced a 600 post limit for users and stuff. Like if you're not a verified person or the eight buck thing, I forget what that is. The blue check mark. So yeah. Freaking ridiculous. But X.com goes to uh to twitter now so he used to go to paypal obviously but yeah well let's see he's used it for pretty much everything because he just loves x.com because wasn't his kid's name like xae xaea12 yeah that poor freaking kid yep i forget how to pronounce it i always say it's kyle care. but it's not <laughs> it's kyle <laughs> yeah he's obsessed with it i mean he needs spacex obviously you know like yeah he Tesla just, he has an loves, X model. Like, just loves that X. Well, he loves it so much he made a new business called X.ai or XAI. I don't know if it's that dot pronounced, but uh, if you go to X.ai, you know, as a website, then you'll see his little his little new venture. This is AI meant to explain the universe. So I don't really understand what that means, but that's his new venture. So we'll see what comes out of that. I don't want a website to explain the universe. I kind of would rather have a website that explains Elon Musk. Yeah, what he, what the heck he's doing? What's going on between them ears? Yeah. He just loves X-Men. I guess it's cuz it's like the most popular. I mean, I variable. love X-Men too. But <laughs> Wolverine. Wolverine. Actually, my favorite was Beast. <laughs> Hank? Yeah. Is yeah. that mm -hmm. the will blue people guy? judge will people judge me for that? No, he's isn't he like the really smart Guy yeah, but he got... was like he was like he could punch anybody's face into yeah. like a but he didn't. He was always reading and yeah, like was... using his brain and it was always funny to me. I guess that's pretty much what the Hulk was if the Hulk could manage his anger or whatever. Well, in Marvel like, they do just... pretty much make it so that the Hulk is always the Hulk. He's just also both. Yeah. I guess it's more of like Jekyll and Mr. Hyde kind of thing, but the the reality yeah. with comic book characters is that there's some type of parody between both comics. They're slightly different. Be you're absolutely right. Beast and Hulk are basically the same. There, there's, you know, dude, mine's probably Gambit. Kind of like Gambit. But was Gambit only the cartoon though to start? Could have been. I think Gambit I was introduced in the '90s cartoon. Yeah. I don't know if he was ever. He's pretty cool though. He sure in the cartoon he was for sure awesome. I don't I, I don't know his origins. I can tell comic. you Storm released some things in my brain as a child, so <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> I don't know. It was great. You broke me. <laughs> Am I wrong though? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh... 
Yeah, uh, so. speaking of, well, speaking of Storm, why don't why don't we Dean came in our way out of this mess? Oh God! Um, Microsoft was hacked last last week, two weeks ago. Did you know that? I did not know that. That seems like it should be should be big news. Is that it not should, big it, news? It, it should be. But listen, you know how Microsoft has their like cyber group. They have like a directory of who they call people. So here's my Dean Kamen to get us out of this mess. Storm o five five eight recently infiltrated their networks, targeting 25 organizations, and they said that the method by which they did this was highly concentrated, highly specific, so it was easy for them to figure out exactly who was affected. Okay. And so of all of their clients, it is only these 25. Yeah, so you're probably not in danger. No, and honestly, it was an email hack, so they did get a lot of information, but it was a cryptographic key, and that was where they said, there's something weird about this. Now, we could say this is a zero day, and usually that implies that there's a patch that has to get installed on your local computers. But for some reason, they didn't have to do that, so they're calling it this weird, it's a semi-zero day. My issue with them calling it a semi-zero <laughs> day is that that implies that that wasn't really a wide open. They had to do something to fix this. The difference is, is it wasn't client-side, it was hosted-side. Mm. So, I, I don't know, it's... It's dumb, but it was effectively this Storm 0558 was able to grab some customer-level cryptographic keys so that they could encrypt and decrypt data, which means they could figure out passwords, they could figure out how to access the API. They they were able to get all kinds of stuff for these 25 organizations. Hmm. It has been patched. If you haven't gotten an email from Microsoft saying you were one of the 25, you're you're in the safe. And statistically, you're probably okay. But this also opened up some investigation. And so they are releasing some unrelated updates. But we also have Patch Tuesday was a very productive day in which 132 vulnerabilities were patched on Tuesday. Wow. Including six that are actively being used. So... A quick search leads me to believe that this is a Chinese group who focused on European governments. Yeah, I did see government. I'll, I'll be honest. I, I pulled this from our partner, Sophos. They really, yeah. they just pretty much Wait. made a reference that it was targeting government yeah, it organizations. Doesn't, doesn't really relevant. But, but yeah, so patched now, I guess. These 132 vulnerabilities cover Windows, cover Office, cover all kinds of stuff. I'd say a half dozen of the real important ones are all part of an HTML rendering component that's built into the operating system so windows and office updates for sure will be mm-hmm. your your just do them this one seems yeah. big just do them but yeah so i guess not to downplay but definitely do it like even if you're not affected <laughs> this one's a big one 132 vulnerabilities is quite a few yeah that's a big patch Tuesday. we normally drag out Updates a week or two. This one, there's a lot, especially with them having active exploits. Yeah. It's get, they're getting expedited a little bit faster than that. Speaking of expediting, we got rapid response. You talked about that about, a, what, a month ago? Two yeah, months ago? Apple's introduction of uh, sideloading their Yeah, and we got to see system. it get used for the first time beginning of the month in June, yeah, something like that. somewhere around there. You might, have, you, you might have gotten an alert on your phone. There was a second push yeah. just just this week for a rapid response update. Sunday, maybe? That does sound about right. Sunday or Monday, yeah. I think, I got the notice. And this one is a pretty big one. Basically, the Safari browser has a, has a bug in it in which you can pretty well circumvent security controls. So Apple deemed that to be pretty important. So they went ahead and they patched it. Cool, and sweet. released it through this rapid response security platform. So if you got that notification, make sure it got installed. Don't delay on it. It is an active exploit. Pretty important there. Yeah. Make it, make it so, number one. Apple can get hacked just like everything else. Don't don't think that iOS and macOS can't get hacked. That is true. And they are big enough that they have a surface area that is worth compromising. And because a lot yeah. of their stacks are so closely linked... It affects it's many now mobile devices. Things. It's yeah. now iPhone, iOS, and macOS because they're converging the stacks so much. Mm-hmm. This is a great thing for them to control costs and flex. The you know, there's a lot of good to it, but it does mean that all of a sudden you're now taking, you know, the macOS devices, which we you know a lot of people think, well, 
my attack surface is limited because not as many people have max. It's not not the the money pinata. Not super true anymore. But iOS is a money pinata because despite the fact that only one manufacturer makes iOS devices, aren't they don't they account of like forty percent of the mobile devices in the world? They are a three trillion dollar company. It is worth it to yeah. hack these devices. It is worth their time. And like, we just and, talked about the social media stuff, Android versus Apple on the analytics of the threads and that was fifty percent. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So I, I'll simply say, do it. What yeah. are you doing? If you got what that you alert and you deferred it, hit pause. We'll still be here. We'll wait. Yeah. It's a pretty obvious uh, notification, too. <laughs> How do you feel about government espionage as like a side career? I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> Seems like a lot of work, though. Well, look, hey, government espionage for dummies is a real thing here we've we've got this if you want to do government espionage like the book like it, it is for for dummies or you no? pretty much i don't even think you need a book uh <laughs> just need a youtube video and uh have <laughs> you ever time. have you ever heard the joke about you know the most accurate oxymoron is military intelligence <laughs> no but that is good. oh really so there's you know that's a pretty common joke that the that the largest that the largest oxymoron and the most true is military <laughs> intelligence. Well, that's going to be proven true even more today because it's been discovered that millions of emails have been misdirected to the country of Mali instead of their intended military location. Million. Oh, because it's like millions. dot M-I-L or something? What's So the past decade has resulted in warnings about making sure that you proofread. Oh, God. And yet still thousands of emails every single day go to domains hosted on the dot M-L top-level uh, domain. Instead of dot M-L. Instead okay. of their intended location of dot M-I-L. This problem has been so heavily documented, Griff. That's huge. That it has been brought up time and time again by a Dutch entrepreneur who made his name. He's really in the internet space. His name is Johan Zurbier. We'll pretend like I said that correctly. Dude, it's Dutch. Conf- <laughs> confidence, <Could be> anything. <laughs> confidence is nine-tenths. So yeah. as long as I consistently screw it up, Nobody on this podcast will know. Yeah. Um, I'm sure the Dutch have three different ways to pronounce that name anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, so it's Frank Zerber. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Zerber. Who manages, so this guy actually manages for Mali. Mali's uh, a small country yeah, tiny. and kind of remote. So, hey, that's kind of a hard thing for them to do. So about a 10 years ago, he started managing the .ml domain. And he, you know, in his log files, he's seeing a ton of requests for what equates to military equal domains. That could so, have very secretive things in there. I mean, it's yeah, probably so, a lot of weird stuff. So but. he tries to reach out to all kinds of different people, yeah. cyber defense, White House, all of that. So then he's like, all right, you guys aren't really taking – I mean, they're taking him seriously, but the problem's not going away. And you're yeah. like, we need to figure this out, guys. You need to figure out something about this. So he starts creating catch-alls with domains that mimic the .mil so he can capture emails. Which could just be used. So that he could, well, just so that he can prove his point, yeah, right? Could be used very maliciously, though. Yeah, like in one day, he sees a 1,000 emails coming toward that are erroneous, right? Yeah. So he starts collecting these emails. Just And honestly, he's trying to show the impact that this could have. He's not trying to sell secrets. He's... Because at the end of the day, it's employees that are, or, you know, it's senders screwing this up, yep. not not treason per se. So he starts doing this, and he starts trying to illustrate the impact that this little tiny typo omitting an I for M-I-L. He's also actually a little bit concerned for the U.S. because he manages this. He part of the European Union. They're part of an ally. Mm-hmm. Hey, I got nothing against America. I just want to see people be safe. But the Mali government has pretty much told him they're not going to renew his contract. He had a 10-year contract. It's coming up to the end. Oh. Mali says they want to take it back in-house. Hmm. When we say in-house, though, I have a feeling it's going to be slightly different because Mali is very good friends with Russia. Ah. <laughs> 
There's some dangers there. Uh, yeah, so they're probably wanting to see if they can get some money out of yeah. Russia, and maybe Russia will run it for them, right? Well, let's fix this while we can, uh, and not that's kind of what he, that's kind of what Zerbier is trying to say. Yeah, completely unrelated though that I think those two things are happening. Oh, right? of course, of course. Now, Zerbier has said, "Look, the majority of the email that comes through that we see, it's all spam," and. The best that he can tell, nothing coming through is classified data. Those seem to be proprietary internal systems. So that's the good. There's no like military operations that are. But he is saying Monday things things could speak volumes if you look at them in a certain way, though. Like you never know. Well, he does say that the occasional bit of highly sensitive data, like information about government contracts, or hey, how's your how's your son Tommy doing in baseball out there in Sacramento? Yeah, that could give away a general's location or something. This is it. But it's all vague conversation. Eesh, man. I mean, the fix is probably to, like, try and... Bomb Molly. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's one way to do it. Take over the .ml domain and say that they need to be .something else. I don't know, yeah. I don't know. I'm sure there's an easy fix, but, yeah. There is. Molly's a tiny country. How many people are in Molly? 21 million. Ohio's got 11, I think, so twice the size of... I mean, Molly, Molly size-wise is large, but the population's not. So, there you go. All right, so I don't have a Dean Kamen out of this. That was my last story I just realized. Well, I've got two smaller ones. Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. thank God. You got this. You could... We'll go back to AI real quick, though. AI. AI, AI. Uh-oh. You know that the no, open no, AI. No Nelly? What? I don't even know who that is. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> I mean, I probably wouldn't have known back then, so it's not an age thing. Yeah, so you know Classifier, OpenAI's uh, ChatGPT recognition software thingamajig they got. Sure, you don't know Nelly. Basically. (laughs) Don't know Classifier? (laughs) Basically, OpenAI's uh, little thing that they made to detect if something's written in AI, yeah, they took that down. They're like, this thing's not working, guys. (laughs) As of July 20th, they're like, yeah, AI classifier is no longer available due to its low rate of accuracy. Didn't we talk about last time that a teacher failed their class because they said that out of like 27 students, it said 26 had used AI, and only and like 25 of them said no, we didn't. No, we and didn't. one said, "Yeah, I did." Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. So this failed his whole class. I feel like that that could that be te- related to that why te- they did this. You know, I can tell you one thing: that teacher was not a mathematics professor, <laughs> because I feel like how great would that be though? Ninety percent or whatever. Because you're like ninety eight percent of my class failed. Statistically, that's a giant anomaly. Yeah. I should probably investigate a stage two, and then you don't. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, anyway, so AI classifier. <laughs> Right. And a set of challenges that they Not used. to be confused with the country grammar os- artist, Nelly. Oh, so, country? That's why I don't no, know him. No, no. <laughs> the name of his popular rap album oh, was called rap. Country Grammar. Anyway, AI classifier. Yeah, and a, and a set of challenges that they use uh, utilizing like English texts, whatever. I don't know what they're using, Moby Dick, something like that. <laughs> the classifier correctly identifies 26% of AI written text as true positives and as likely written as a, from AI, while incorrectly labeling human written text as AI written text 9% of the time as false positives. So it's our, you know what? That's how you know that AI is working because it's already taking credit for our work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the most, uh, that's the most human thing you can do <laughs> is stealing other people's content. Yeah. Here we are. <laughs> and here we are. So they're, they're working on a new version, but, you know, that is beta testing right now. And they've taken down the old one because it's, it's not going well. It's not going well, guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh. The last thing I got, though, is this freaking crazy. Imagine getting a free 55-inch TV, man. Would you do that? It... With, <laughs> with the stipulation that it's ad-supported, I guess. No, absolutely not. What if it had a second display that where the ads are? No. Okay, okay. So basically this TV, he's got a 55-inch TV. It looks more like a square, actually, because it has a sound bar and then a second, like, marquee kind of display on the bottom. This sounds like a great TV. 
Like it really. Because what if you were big sports? What if you were a great? What if you're a big sports guy? Right. That's you're what gonna have a ticker tape or yep. like. With, like, with score and everything, that's honestly a lot of their reasoning. Hey, get this thing so that it has a little secondary display for info and stuff, but also there's a bunch of ads on it. Well, that's the thing that I—that's the thing that you lose me at, because. Yeah. Well, half a million people are interested and are getting these shipped out to them now, so. But okay, but. I know. I, I, TVs aren't expensive anymore. That's the thing, yeah. I mean, it's free, do but you, a 55-inch TV you could get for maybe I know 300, you, 400 bucks maybe. Yeah, well, and I know you didn't grow up with cable, but I bet you somehow still had a big screen TV, right? I mean, it was a box TV, but yeah, it was well, Yeah, it. it was the 90s. Yeah, yeah. I probably, well, man, what was that? That was probably like 32, maybe, which is which, big. Which was considered then. big back then. Yeah. Today, you can go, and like you said, if you're not really caring about the brand, for about 300 bucks. Yeah. You can buy a fifty plus inch television, four K and everything. Yeah, I mean, and it's yeah, four K and everything. So this does I, have I'm, an integrated soundbar, though. Yeah, but this is for what you're selling in privacy, and I get it. This is this is the thing they prey off of people who don't understand <laughs> what you're giving up to get free. It's about to get worse, though. <laughs> So they're straight out of 1984, Why? man. Because this TV has a camera. What the? F- what? It is allegedly for fitness and fitness programs yeah, and for games fitness, and stuff. Because I need a camera. Yep. To show me. Fitness. That's what they say on the marketing on their website. But Telly, the, the company who's <laughs> making this, announced that it's also working with Nielsen to collect and interpret first of its kind viewership and ad effectiveness insights. So it's going to watch you watch ads. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, to be fair, it does have like a privacy screen thing or whatever like that, like a little slider on there. But I mean, I don't know how much is that is that actually working? A mic and stuff is probably going to help just as much. So, but dude, this is shipping now, and people are getting them. And the other thing is, it doesn't have any streaming apps in, uh, installed, and you can't install any apps on it. But obviously, you can you know utilize its HDMI port and connect whatever you want. So, what? So it's not even a smart TV for like. I don't want to it, listen. It does ship look. with a Google TV dongle, though, which is kind of odd. Okay, but it's but it's not a smart TV, yeah. And you went through all this trouble. You probably have to connect it to the internet. And then what happens? What's your term on it? Do you have a term, or is it just perpetually listening That's to you from here until the end of time? Pretty much, yeah. What if you unplug it and throw it in the garage? You just took a TV. Yeah. Don't know. I, I was questioning whether or not I could just not have it online. You know. But I mean, then the HD then the TV idea too. of the value added ticker at the bottom it probably wouldn't work yeah wouldn't do anything yeah. as a tv type of idea i think you could sell bars and stuff this idea of having a ticker tape you could totally just do that value as a separate added. one yeah and I think why not cool. charge people two bucks a month for the service you yeah. know i think there's some value to that yeah but and i you listen people do anything for free and i get that but just for what you're giving up and what your privacy is worth to you well, should be more than $300. Imagine, like, you got a company, you know, a franchise of, of many different, let's say, great clips or something like that. Like, imagine just getting a bunch of free TVs and putting them in all your lobbies for, for free. Like, yeah, there's ads on them, but, like, pff, I don't care. It's a, it's a lobby. Like, this that'd be kind of sweet. <laughs> so, actually, that is true. And But they're not making money off of that either. And they're basically giving surveys of how many people come through their stores. What if you could, though? What if there was a, a affiliate program? This is fair. Maybe kind of cool. The commercial version. Yeah. This is fair. But I don't know. There's a lot of like weird potential here, but there's also a lot of like, oh my God, please do not do this <laughs> in my mind. Uh, public spaces bother me less. Your yeah, yeah. proposal Airports, of using commercial, like that. Yeah. that bothers me less because that's public. Mm-hmm. You're not entitled Sports to- bar, everything. Yeah. You're not entitled to privacy in those areas. People could be watching you or listening in on your- Public spots, yeah. They're public. But in my own home, I don't want that. Yeah. I barely like having a camera like there, you know, like why <laughs> why put it on the top of my TV facing me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. With a mic and everything. Yeah. yeah, it's just too much. I went out of my way to buy a Scepter TV the last time I bought a TV cuz that that's the only dumb TV I could find. <laughs> it's weird. But boots quickly cuz it doesn't have to load no OS. So. This is yeah. I, I as somebody who has an Android powered television, yeah, I will yeah. tell you, it boots a little slow. It 
as long as you don't lose power, it's fine because it's pretty well, much because it's always by. on. Yeah. But the moment that that TV yeah. has an update or anything, got to reboot. You're like, you know what? I didn't want to watch TV today anyway. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got though. Well, with that hot take and the many others that we had, I can't believe you don't know who Nelly is. Google. I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna hurt I'm, him. Listen, yeah, it's a dude. A hot in here. I have heard. I've heard that. There's, there's songs you. that I've heard. I'm sure. You know. You know what? <laughs> but guys, if you're listening to this, we made it. We made it. <laughs> we finally. He is normal. He's an okay person. I don't really know about all those. I, I was getting say those things about me, Griffin. But. I was getting nervous. <laughs> I thought I was gonna have to replace you with AI. Uh, and if from well, you wouldn't classify it so. from from everything from from everything I learned at my MSP group last di- last week. Uh, hey, didn't even talk about uh, that. We I got, we posted a blog on that. Check it out. Fair, yeah. It was cool. I had fun. Well, there you go. We've covered literally everything we possibly could. We've talked about security. We've talked about space. We've talked about. AI talked about N- social media. early early two thousands rapper Nelly. We've talked about X Men. We talked about it all. Yeah, there's nothing left we can talk about. So <laughs> this I is think the last we, podcast. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Covered everything. You know what? Thankfully, Nicolas Cage doesn't say no, and neither oh, do we. That's true. So we, we will be back. But in the meantime, if you need your fix of Lighthouse, go to lighthouse.sol.com/slash/podcast. You can check out show notes on this. Probably a lot of that's not going to make it from this episode, but check that out. You can see the show notes for this. We got links to some of the stuff if you're curious about some of the security, especially the Microsoft 365 stuff. Goes into detail more of what happened than I did today. It was fascinating, but it was also highly technical. I was I just wasn't feeling it today. But yeah, and then maybe you missed an episode or you want to go back in time, you can check all of that out as well. I think you'll have fun. I should probably make a plug. I did talk about the ASCII group that we're a member of. Mm-hmm. I had a post on there. we got a couple other special editions coming straight from me. But if you're a client, you can hit login on our hub, which is where our blog is now hosted, along with these podcasts. If you log in, tons of cool stuff in there that you can check out. Of course, you can put in a ticket if you need it. But there's also plenty of resources for you to check out and ways to engage with us there. So I encourage you. Hit up hub.lighthouse.sol.com. I don't think you'll regret it. And until then, we'll catch you next time on the Lighthouse IT Solutions Podcast.